What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is June 1st, 2021. You're listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor, a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys can be anywhere else in the world, but you guys are here with us, and for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade, Ryan K. How you doing, my man? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, to start off, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to our friend Randall. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, big guy. Uh, yeah, well, it's also my friend Nicole's birthday too. Like I don't ne- know her, but happy birthday! Oh, to I like well. like neither one of them listen to this show. So. Right, right. Uh, but uh, outside of that, man, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I got to uh, see a bunch of friends from college this past weekend that I don't see all the time. Sweet. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was at like a really random thing too. Um, so like I was only expecting to see one of the friends, and then like. A shit ton more of them came through. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, damn. What up, dogs? Those are usually the best encounters. Yeah, yeah. Those are like the coolest things. because, uh, And it's wild because I hadn't seen most of them since uh, my friend Cody Can got married. So it was, it was kind of cool. You know, I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in about four or five years. So that was real nice. I like yeah. shout out to Cody Can. Yep. Yep. Shout out to that man. Yep. So we have an awesome show for you guys today. I like, you know, hope you guys enjoyed your Memorial Day. I like. I slept through most of it. Oh, same. I slept all day on Memorial Day. I just uh, I didn't do nothing. I like. I well, I worked Memorial Day. I had the weekend off, but I slept all of it. Right, right. I like. I slept all of it. Like, like literally, like, cause here's the crazy thing. Like, you know, my older brother hits me up on like the day before, on a Friday, cause apparently, like, he want me to meet up with my uh, meet at my mom's place to do some shit, which is kind of crazy, cause like you know, the week that I come back from my long weekend, mm-hmm. I work four straight days, and usually that weekend I'm shot. I'm yeah. like, you know, what I'm saying. I like I tried to make an effort, but like as soon as I like you know want to rest my eyes and get some sleep, I get a little bit of rest before I went over there. Dead. Yeah. Gone. I, like, I didn't get up till about four o'clock, and I was just like, ah, uh, well, 
I guess that's an L. That was an L he was going to have to hold. I like, so, yeah. you know, I'm going to call my mom. I like, you know, probably tomorrow. I like, you know, and tell her I'm sorry. But then again, she probably, uh, she understands. Yeah. She, like, she gets it. She she knows about my work schedule. My older brother don't, though. I like, but she knows about it. So, like, and really, I was just there, like, you know, earlier in the week to help her get her get a grill. Uh, like, transport her grill from Lowe's to her house. So, like, you know, I, I kind of did my thing for the week, you know. So, but, like, that's, that was just, I like, nah, man. I like, did that, you use that, like, on, like, because I work, like, three different schedules. And that, just on that schedule that week, because like, usually I only have, like, Saturday off and I have to go right back. That Saturday's a wash, man. Right. That Saturday's a wash. I like, good luck trying to get me to do anything. Oh, yeah. Anything. I like, unless, like, it's probably, like, later on that day. But you talk about in the morning after I don't work a 10-hour shift, you dead. Yeah. Big dead. I like, so, like I said, I like, we have an awesome show for you guys. Like, you know, um, uh, so we got we got some questions. We're going to be putting the Mets. And Jacob DeGrom was having a historic season, like, you know what I'm saying, on the spotlight. I like, but first, you know what I'm saying, we're going to be talking about the playoffs in the West. I like, you know, um, the Lakers play tonight. The but. Lakers play tonight, and as of this moment, while we're recording, the Nuggets are playing the Blazers. Yes. Um, the Blazers are down pretty big. Uh, they gave up 38 points in the first quarter because that team don't that team don't want to play defense. It can't play defense. Dude, uh, they, they had one game where they defended really well, mm-hmm. and they beat the shit out of the Nuggets. That's the thing, man. If that team will play defense, they cook people. The thing is, they have way too many one-dimensional players all like, yeah. on that squad. Yes, they it's do. It's either they do one thing or they do another thing. Like you don't have not to say like you know what I'm saying because you obviously you need players like that. But when everybody on your, well, when the majority of your squad is like that, mm-hmm. that that's just a recipe for disaster. Right, it's always a recipe for disaster. And something else is a recipe for disaster. Even though like you know by the time like we get out, I get out, get out of here, like this game will probably be over. Anthony Davis ain't playing today. Mm. I, yeah, like, I don't. Know, I don't love the Lakers' chances going into that. I'm gonna be honest with you, but I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't like the Lakers' chances with. It. I like trust me, guys. Like I love me some Anthony Davis. I posted this on Twitter the other day, and a lot of people like you know tend to agree with me. I love Anthony Davis to death. I like he's an all-time talent. But I like the dude can't stay healthy, and which is why I will never have, I will never consider him or look at, look at him in the light of a top power power forward in history ever. You know what I'm saying? Like because the thing here's the thing about big men: once they get hurt early in their, early in their career, like those those injuries linger. They don't get healthier. So it's just like this is just like a trend. I like no last year in the bubble was I like was just like an anomaly you like he missed like half of the season I like you got to go in in the bubble where you didn't have to travel and nothing like that because but like truth be told traveling does take a toll on you as well you know so like everything just kind of happened so like you know if, if he's out this game that means LeBron James is going to have to hero ball but the man's 36 years old. Like the man's not 28. So right. I mean, I, how much how much can you expect the 36 year old LeBron James to do? I like I me mean, at this point of his career. Still great. I like you know what I'm saying. But at this point of his career, I like you know. And especially a dude trying to play through a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Like that, you know, like I mean, LeBron has managed to still be LeBron in some sense. But you know, again, it just—I don't know, man. It really wouldn't surprise me to see the Lakers get bounced out here. Like now, I'll, like, I'll, actually, this, this series is tied too, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying like freaking in this series. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I wasn't saying in this game. I was yeah. just saying in this series. Like, yeah, it's two-two. I mean, and this is 
the third, the fifth game is always one of the most important ones, but um, yeah, in determining that, a series. But, yeah, basically. So you know, and LeBron has been historically good in Game Five his whole career, mm-hmm. um, just like he's been historically good in Game Sevens. Yeah. Um, so you know, we could see. It really wouldn't surprise me to see LeBron drop like a fifty burger and then win. But on the same note, because of the way that the Lakers are constructed, the way that um, their guys never really... They were clean, and they looked dominant as fuck at the beginning of the year, and then the injuries started piling up, and yeah. then that just went straight down the fucking shitter. And then the young guys, like, you know, like, I gotta give praise to the young guys, because they just kept... They kept shit above water. I like, shout out to Dennis Schroeder and those guys. I like, Horton Dennis Tucker. Schre- Dennis Schroeder was hurt a lot, too. He but, was hurt a lot. But, yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker had yeah, some games. Yeah. I like, and they, the young guys kept kept it above water until those guys came back, and now they're back down. And I like, you know, and that, at some point, I like... I'll, you know, I'm just proud of them for doing that. I like they. There's not so much more you can do against a team like this. DeAndre Ayton, the liking is a hell of a lot better. You know, Devin Booker's Devin Booker, and Chris Paul is an all-time great point guard. I like. I like. Nah. I like. I don't see. This, I like, all of this depends on Anthony Davis, and you can never. And you can never count on him to be healthy. It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Um. So, uh, moving on, though, this Jazz series um, completely took off in a completely different direction the second Donovan Mitchell got back. Yeah. Um, You know, Memphis has been good. Yeah. And they've been surprisingly good. Um, But at the same time, it's just one of those things where Utah just has a better team. Yeah. They have more playoff experience. They have more guys that have been there. And Donovan Mitchell is so used to being the focal point of attention that even though... So, it's kind of interesting in the NBA. Like, you look at the way that these teams are constructed, you know, and most of the good teams have multiple guys, right? Yeah. Uh, The Lakers are a great example of this. Phoenix is a good example of this. Um, You know, take your pick. Like, uh, not a lot of teams really have one guy... That you you look at and there's like this is the guy we need to stop. Like the Bucks are kind of like that. Yeah. No disrespect to Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday, but Giannis is the guy. Yeah, you got to. You stop. know what I mean? And uh, like if you stop this guy, there's a good chance we can win. And and the 76ers are the same way with Joel Embiid. Yeah. Joel Embiid left that, which we'll talk about that later. But uh, Joel Embiid left that game and they lost. Yeah. So, you know, to a team that's much shittier than they are. Yeah. And. Um, so that's just kind of the thing. There aren't a lot of teams built like that, and Utah's one of them. Yes. Um, so, you know, the Jazz are the Jazz, and uh, they're not exactly loaded with, like, they don't have that second option, really. Yeah. And, it, they and, do, and it's by committee, too. You yes, it know. is. Like, the, the, if, if they could get 17 points a night out of Rudy Gobert to go along with what they get out of Bogdanovich. And Ingles. And Ingles. You know, and, and Jordan Clarkson. Cash out to him for winning sixth man of the year. Yeah. But you know what you're going to get out of him. I like, you know, that's just buckets off the bench. But yeah, as exactly. as far as, like, a starting, a starting role, it's just by committee. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you have these other guys, and the main focal point is always going to be Donovan Mitchell. So Utah's done a good job of winning and winning in the playoffs even though a team is going to be geared to stop him. 
Yeah. That's a very funny thing that Utah... And Utah's been dealing with this for the last couple seasons. Yeah. So he's uniquely used to being the focal point of all a team's attention. Yeah. And thrives in that role. So um, it's sort of like the Trailblazers with Damian Lillard. Like, you know you got to stop Damian Lillard, but eh, how good are you going to do doing it? Yeah. So... I like if CJ McCollum kills you, you can live with that. Yeah, exactly. So like, as long as you can make Damian Lillard like inefficient and not have Dame time, be if you don't let it get the Dame time, that's that's the best you could ever hope for. Right, exactly. I like that's that's that that's how you stop the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, like I said, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Memphis could scrape another game. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause I, like I said, I, the thing is like, you know, like shout out to them because like for the, like for a team that's, I like that. Like it's their first go around in the playoffs. They sure is not like, they probably playing like it, but they're, they're not scared of the moment. John Morant's never been scared of the moment. No, that guy's a terminator. I like that. This team feels like, you know, it's not like a team. They feel like they belong there. It's yeah. not like they're not, they're not playing like a team that has no business being there. Right. Like, and that's what makes this series so fun. They're out there competing. I'll tell you something, man. They look, uh, they look a lot more they look a lot more comfortable than the Knicks do. Yeah. I'll say that. And uh, and that team's a shit ton younger with guys, and with guys that like have been in the playoffs yeah. before on it. So, you know, that that's kind of a thing. So I like yeah, but but we but going back to Donovan Mitchell, I like the the people you were saying like it was going um yeah you know, like it made a big difference so like you know since he came back. Well, the thing is he's gonna he's the one checking John Morant. Somebody got to because nobody else can. Right. Exactly. I like and that and I'm not saying that like you know he's doing like he's shutting. It's him like down. He, it's like him and Mike Conley take turns with that, yeah. and they're just trying to make him inefficient. That's that's really about the best thing you can do. So uh, and on the same and on the same token, John Morant has a deal with them too. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's that's been kind of problematic. But all from their end, Dylan Brooks has kind of been the guy because Dylan Brooks is the best perimeter defender on that team. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Dylan Brooks has been getting buckets too because he he ain't exactly fucking chopped liver out there. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, so like I said, it's it's been funny watching that kind of go down the way it has. Yeah. So, I like it's been one of the more entertaining series. I like series. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, because I, I, because which is crazy. Cause I remember Shaq see, uh, like you know, talking to Donovan Mitchell. Like everybody knows about that. I like if I like if if that turnaround of him coming back doesn't tell you like this guy's a big time player. I don't know what will. Yeah, right. I like that's how important and that's how good this kid is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to think. Is there any other points I wanted to make about any of these other games going on? Uh, I think that about covers everything I I had. What what what, what about you? You got anything else? Uh, like you know, why the Laker game is going on? What are the keys to victory? Uh, because you see them made made a couple of three pointers. Well, I think uh, so. I mean, if the Lakers are going to win this game, LeBron James has to be aggressive. Um, which. He had a couple threes to start out with. Like he's got to be aggressive scoring the ball. Yeah. Um, you know that that's a big thing. Uh, keeping um, keeping Devin Booker from getting easy shit. You know, um, that'll be important moving forward for them. I like um, and, and this and like and you got because uh, the mere fact they had the, the like uh, that sequence they had uh, Markeith Morris on him. That's no. Yeah, exactly. Like they had a sequence just now in the game where 
Markeith Morris was trying to guard Devin Booker on the perimeter, and that no, ain't no, it. That ain't it. Chief called. That ain't it. So, so like, so as far as like you know, Phoenix, because Phoenix is gonna score points. It's just like they gotta, they gotta like turnovers. Or, like they kind of have turnovers. You just gotta make their shots. I like you know if if, if it. This is the game you need. I like, you know what I'm saying, to put the Lakers away and put the nail in the coffin because I feel like they have to have game five because if they don't and, like, you know, AD has a chance to come back, you don't want to give LeBron James life. No, I like exactly. if, Like, if you want to put the Lakers away, I like this. Put is them the game. away. Put them away. Mm-hmm. I like don't give LeBron James any life. I like and don't give Anthony Davis, like, any hope. Yeah, so. if you're Phoenix, you want to win this game and the next one and just put them the fuck out. Yeah, because like, you don't want to see LeBron James in a game seven. No, you do not. Like, even if it's in Phoenix, you don't want that yeah, shit. Yeah, you you don't want to have to deal with that because mm-hmm. like it seems like you know he always goes to like a different place. Yeah. Like you know on a, on a game seven he's like a different. I like you know look at the stats like they're fucking ridiculous. So yeah, I like so that's so that's so that's all I want. To I, th- say. I think the, I think the other key to the Laker victories I think that uh, Andre Drummond's gonna have to check DeAndre Ayton and yeah. make him really inefficient. Or just keep him from getting touches. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be a big matchup to watch for sure. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. So coming up next, I like we're gonna put the uh, Mets on the spotlight as Jacob Degrom is having an historically great season. I like you know we're gonna get uh, we're gonna discuss their team because we didn't get to do it in the MLB preseason preview. So you guys keep luck on the scoreboard on Anchor. I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. With our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near-to-perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type, and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good-looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on GiveUpAndSettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than it. Nothing wrong with a black match. She's still smoking. People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin-free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to GiveUpAndSettle.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try, you might get a virus. GiveUpAndSettle.com, we'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast, it's fun, it's not a real site. GiveUpAndSettle.com 
So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers and behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to giveupandsettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey, Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife's ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Studios, they make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. What's up, everybody? I like it's the quote of the week. It's the quote of the week. Uh, you want to go first or? Yeah, I'll go first. Mine's kind of weak. Um, freaking. Uh, so my quote of the week goes to this guy named Diego Lopez. Um, his ad is at this Diego Lopez. <laughs> Um, he tweeted this out a few days ago and it had me crying. He goes, I just listened to a British person pronounce RZA from Wu-Tang Clan as R-Z-A. I have no respect for that country or its people. <laughs> oh man, what? Yep. Yeah, man. Facts. I like, you know, my, my quote of the week goes to my man, Andrew Collins. I like, you know, we call him Andub and his ad is at Andub C8856. And he posted on Twitter saying, Phillies went and spent stupid money building a last place team for the next 10 years. It's actually impressive. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, what, what's crazy to me, though, is they're almost, like, they're almost really fucking good. Yeah. Like, that's what blows my mind about them. Like, they have a great roster. The bullpen's sometimes a little shaky, but it's not terrible. The starting pitching's a little shaky. It's not terrible either, though. Zach Elflin and Aaron Nola are pretty yeah. good. It's fucking... They're just weird. Just a weird fucking... Just a weird fucking lineup, man. And do and they don't play defense. I got... I, they, God, they don't play defense Do you want to blame Bryce Harper? Hell no. Bryce Harper's fucking fine. He's <laughs> batting... Bryce Harper was batting three fucking 30 for a while there. He's... He's taken a little bit of a dive since then because, my God, like, you don't stay batting yeah. 330 unless your name's fucking Tony Gwynn. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and then I, th I think he might have got hurt, you know? So, like, he, but he's... Bryce Harper's been really good. Like, nah, man. Like, fucking... Their team's just weird. Their team's just... I don't know. Their, their team's just 
assembled strange. Yeah. And they don't play defense. Like it's just very. I like that. That that explains a lot. That oh yeah, the dude, dude. They make they. Ugh, they're bottom. They're a bottom tier defensive team. Yeah. And it it, it kills them. It yeah. really does. So I can't tell you how many games I watched them last year and the year before where they would sit there and they would have like a lead. They know they they lost more games that they were ahead in than any team in the majors. I oh, think, that's last garbage. year. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> He's ridiculous. So. Speaking of ridiculous, all right, we got J- Jacob Degrom and uh, like in the Mets, all like on, like on the spotlight. But before we get to the Mets, Jacob Degrom, Jesus fucking Christ, what a historical pace this guy has been on. This dude's ERA is like at point, like point zero something. It's a point. It's a. It's either a point seven one or a point six eight. It's something. Point seven one. I think that's what it was last it's, time. It's. Oh my god, dude. Ryan, you're the baseball aficionado. How big of a deal is this? <laughs> so I mean, okay. So there are guys that get off the starts. Yeah. Right. And there are guys that have similarly gotten off to like hot starts. Yeah. This season, they're, they're they've been really good. You know, Brandon Woodruff comes to mind with his. Second place, 1.27. Yeah. Normally, a guy's hot pitching start looks like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a guy with a sub two, and you're like, damn, he's, damn, he's looked real good he this year. He's real good. Jacob DeGrom has done that, but, like, more. He's, like, Jacob DeGrom has looked superhuman. So, I mean... The dude has given up as many. Okay, I can't remember if the stat is he's given up. He's given up four runs yeah. this season in his starts. I can't remember if the stat is that he's driven in four runs or scored four runs. Yeah, he's a pitcher and he's scored or driven in. Like I said, I can't remember what the stat is. If he scored or driven in as many as. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what? Is this the show? Is that, it that is, the video game? Are, are we? Are, does he just live in the show? And like this is just like this is his reality is being in the show and being and in that, a video that's game. That's just what we see. Are you fucking kidding me with that? So like this guy's putting up video game numbers. It's ridiculous what he's doing. Um. The guy throws 102 fucking miles an hour and he paints it. Yeah. He paints 100 miles. Because the thing, I tell people all the time, I'm like, Jacob DeGrom's velocity is terrifying. He's a starting pitcher that consistently throws 100 to 102. It's dumb as fuck how hard he throws. That's not the scary thing about him. He knows how to locate that shit. I've never seen a pitcher that can throw that fast and can locate like as good as he can consistently. It's fucking like because like from from being around you, like you know, it's either you throw hard, like you know, saying this, like you know, your location comes and goes, or you can be like Greg Maddox, a location pitcher, where you throw like 88, but you always locate. Very rarely have I ever seen somebody throw that hard and can locate. I've never seen it. I like. I've never seen that. I've never my, seen that. I, I, okay, I, I guess I, maybe I maybe maybe I'm stepping a little out. Of pocket may, there. May, maybe Randy Johnson. 
Randy Johnson didn't locate like that. Randy Johnson just threw so hard in a time when dudes didn't throw that hard. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Randy Johnson, and I will say, it's not like Randy Johnson was like fucking a bum. Yeah. I mean, he threw a fucking perfect game. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he was just like walking every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the fucking world. But that being said, um, you know, he, um, you know, he, he, it's a little different because like I said, he played in an era when his stuff played even faster than it, like DeGrom stuff is playing right now. So, um, that's kind of an interesting anecdote there. But I, I can't fully say that I've never seen a guy throw this hard. Because Pedro threw pretty fucking hard, yeah. man. Like, Pedro kind of was like that, too. Like Now, Pedro wasn't clocking up 102. Yeah. But Pedro wasn't out there throwing. Pedro was throwing, like, 97. Yeah. Like, he was throwing hard. And he was locating shit. Mm-hmm. Pa- 97 paint. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. And maybe Roger Clemens? Yeah, Clemens Clemens was more of a... Yeah, I mean, Clemens but, but, wasn't but, but, bad, but I didn't watch Clemens. Yeah, Clemens was kind of more of a jack-of-all-trades. Like, you know, that... But, well, well, which, why you say, like, you know, he didn't Clemens need... was a fireballer, too, though. Yeah. Like, he... He... Clemens... When Clemens was right, yes, his location was on, too. Yeah. But Clemens was... Clemens threw fucking hard in a time when people didn't throw that hard. Yeah. That was the... the, the Tom Seaver was... Like, a lot of these great pitchers became pitchers after they were fireballers. Yeah. Tom Seaver was one of them. Clemens was one of... Like, there are guys that, like, figure out how to pitch while their 99-mile-an-hour fastball is beefing motherfuckers yeah. into the death. So, Jacob deGrom worked backwards. Jacob DeGrom was a guy that knew how to pitch the second he walked in the league. Yeah. Um, and his velo amped up as he got stronger and stronger and yeah. stronger and got better mechanically and worked mm-hmm. more on his. So, Jacob DeGrom is the exact opposite. He's a guy that knew how to pitch from the fucking outs, you know, and was rookie of the year and was like this amazing pitcher. Yeah. He, he came straight into the league from Stetson and was great. You know, the second he got called up to the majors, he yeah. was good. The second that happened, and um, then you know he's just what he's done these past four seasons or so has just been fucking incredible. Yeah, like I said, I, I've I've been on record many times saying that this is as good of a four year stretch yeah, as I've any four share stretch I've ever seen, and I saw Maddox and Pedro in their four year stretches. Mm-hmm. Of, like, where Maddox won four Cy Youngs in a row. Yeah. And I saw Pedro be the most dominant pitcher in baseball for the, about... Dur- the, during the steroid era. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I've seen some shit, and this is just as impressive as anything that those two guys are doing. Yeah. Or were doing, rather. So, like I said, man, fucking... I'm, I can't say enough good things about Jacob DeGrom, what his talent is. How well he pitches. The dude throws a fucking cutter that acts like a slider. Yeah. And his slider is like 93 miles. It's just like ridiculous. His location, his velocity. He's just... He's the full package, man. Yeah. He is a power pitcher that has more power than anyone in the game right now. 
He throws as hard as a roll as Chapman, but he's a starter. Yeah. And, and he locate, locates it. It's terrible. It's terrifying. It's terrible. You can't do anything with him. You know, like, and the crazy thing is, he can always like he can mix it up too because he doesn't always clock in at a one uh, one OT. He can always like you know, like you know, lower it down a little bit and still have great location. It's a terrible, it's a terrible time at the bat. Yep. It's a terrible time at the bat. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I I don't know, man. Always so like with him, you kind of you know what you're getting, but at the same time, like you it's. It's a, it's a thinking game. Yep. It's a thinking game. I like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's more mental than physical whenever you're facing a pitcher like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, because it's just, it's wild, man. It, it really is wild what they have going on over like, there. Now, like, now, now going to, like, you know, how's that, uh, how's that, how's that going to relate to the team success because Francisco Lindor has been struggling. Yes, he has, but I'll tell you, they've done a phenomenal job shoring up one of their biggest weaknesses that they've had for the last five years. They finally have a bullpen. Sweet. It's fucking crazy. They got Juries Familia. They got, you know, Dylan Patances. They got, they got some good fucking guys down there. So, you know, Trevor May has been a good piece for them. Um... I saw like, that the, the, finally the, the the money that they're investing is starting to pay off. Yeah. So uh, what they what what's been crazy to me though is they've gotten a lot of mileage out of Ty, like Taiwan Walker's been overachieving for them. Yeah. And they have Marcus Stroman who's been really good. They've had a shit ton of injuries and they're still winning winning the um, NL East. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, they got Tommy Hunter. They got a lot of fucking dudes, man. Like in this bullpen that are like the bullpen's actually a strength of theirs. Yeah, which last year it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then so the biggest problem with this team so far has just been the fucking injury bug, and it's this. It's there are two things that the Mets have been known for in the last couple years. If you ask anybody in baseball, Noah Syndergaard getting hurt. Well, well, not not just that, but just just injuries in general. Yeah. Uh, but injuries but, in but, general but and having a shitty bullpen, but particularly to him. Yes, but uh, injuries to the bull, injuries to uh, the roster in general, and the bullpen being shitty. They have fixed the bullpen being shitty. Yeah, and they have enough depth everywhere else that they've been able to absorb a lot of these injuries. Yeah, like so basically, like you know, the thing is, like with with everything, they've done everything they really could possibly do because you shored up the bullpen. That's something you can control. Injuries are something that you can't. Right, exactly. So, and they're still winning the division without like they've had Jeff McNeil miss time. They've had God like fucking. I have a. If you give me a second, I'm gonna see if I can find this fucking list of players that they. Yeah, okay. So this was um a little bit ago. This is a list of guys that they'd had on the fucking IL. This is a, and this is when Jacob Degrom had that side like he hurt his tweaked his back or yeah. whatever so he went on the il for a week uh jacob degrom pete alonzo they just got him back yeah michael conforto jeff mcneil brandon nimmo jd davis kevin pilar because he got his face broken by jacob webb yeah uh luis gil guillorme albert almoa Ju- almora jr noah Syndergaard, carlos carrasco seth lugo and taiwan walker that's a lot of production that's Three starters, I count. 
four starters, actually, if you count DeGrom. Um, you have your first base. You have Jeff McNeil. Uh, you have multiple outfielders. Yeah. So the fact that this team has managed to produce at the clip that they have is kind of fucking wild. Yeah. And when you consider the fact that Lindor has been struggling like shit, which that's not going to last. That's I don't, not I, don't last. I don't fucking care. He's too good. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. And I'm surprised J- it lasted as long as it has. And James McCann, James McCann, they paid money for him. He hasn't really produced. But the thing is, man, this is a good fucking team. Yeah. Like, they really are. Um, like, like I said, man, I, I had a feeling with the way that this roster had gotten overhauled. I was like, if the bullpen's there and they're healthy, they could be trouble, and then here they are winning the division. Yeah. Uh, now, it's still pretty tight because, you know, they missed some time. COVID. Yeah. Stuff. And uh, they've had a buttload of their games rained out. Dude, literally they had a series with us this past weekend, and we played one game out of three. Yeah. Because of rain. Like, they've had a bunch of games get rained out because, like, so... And postponed. Yeah, so they've... They've had um they've had a few kind of things going on, so they haven't played as many games as some of the other teams. Yeah. So, like I said, it's just it's kind of funny looking at the way that they've had they've played less games than everyone else in our division, I think. Yeah. But they're still they're still up and they're still up pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um. So, you know, all things considered, at least. So. Like I said, I look at this team and I see a team that, if healthy, they're fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like, cause, and if the offensive production is able to match what the pitching's been able to do so far, because Taiwan Walker, I think, is like fifth in ERA. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like I said, that's fucking nuts to me. Yeah. Because I'm over here like, Taiwan Walker, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, he was like a four starter. And then, you know, they have Marcus Stroman, Cookie Carrasco, Seth Lugo. They, they have, like, Joey Lucchesi. They have yeah. a bunch of guys that are starters, potential starters. Yeah. And then that, that add further depth into this bullpen. That way you don't have to see guys that are a little shaky like Robert Gesellman so much. Yeah. And, you know, like, you don't have to see those kind of guys as much in the bullpen anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, they have Edwin Diaz, who's looked real good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jury's Familia has revitalized himself as a middle reliever. Mm-hmm. He's been great, you know. They have, a, like I said, man, they they have a good bullpen. Finally, it's fucking nuts. So like the Mets bit. are finally about some shit. I like, yeah, I like it because I know we didn't talk about them like in the preseason preview because like they didn't make the postseason. But I have a good feeling that they are going to make the postseason. And if I like, you know, if you're a Mets fan, we'll probably most they'll certainly be talking about them. Probably I think that year. I think the Mets win our division this year personally. With what I've seen so far, I think they win our division. To about with y'all in the same division? Yeah. Oh yeah, I like those. I like that shit we seen with the Braves today before we before mm. we recorded. <laughs> The Braves pissed me off. Let's oh, just man. leave it at that. That was hilarious. Yeah, they suck, and I hate them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, coming up next, you know, we got our Thug Life moment of the week, and we're going to be talking about the uh, the playoffs that are going on in the East. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor.
Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. Mr. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's a Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, we want to hear from you. Whether you're like you're in COVID or you're out here like in these streets unvaccinated, you know what I'm saying? You know how to hit us up. You can hit us up via twitter like our facebook or you can hit us up on the email the arcade doesn't have one but i have one uh, i can have one so uh my thug life moment of the week <laughs> i don't even know who this dude is but you know th- there's a lot of context to this because you know like you know saying the bad guy like in a nice dude like you know saying look like the normal nine to five guy and the drug dealer so the drug dealer says on twitter he bought dear nine to five guys uh dear nine, nine to five dudes say we're out here fucking your girl while you're out here working so the dude <laughs> he comments on it he says dear drug dealers he said we're out here fucking your girl while while y'all in jail it's fair game my dude <laughs> yep 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 that sounds about right <laughs> jesus christ that's funny oh man no i do i like but fellas man like we gotta come together man i like you know the nine to five dude and the drug dealer man i like we gotta come together we shouldn't be divided by these women not whatsoever i say these hoes ain't shit that's what we should be united on the fact that these hoes ain't shit and they belong to the streets yes <laughs> so so we got the um the playoffs in the east like is there is like is there one thing or like well which series you want to start with man Ugh, man in the e- out east so two of the series are over yeah which is fucking crazy and it's funny the two teams that have won are slated to play each other oddly enough um brooklyn and milwaukee boy that's gonna that's gonna, that's gonna be fun as hell and i think that milwaukee is one of the only teams that that can beat that this. could beat brooklyn uh, I think them the 76ers are like the two teams that kind of I don't think the 76ers I don't think the 76ers have enough So I'm going to put it to you like this I think if Joel Embiid 
played for a team that was built like the Bucks is. Now, I'm not saying like with Gian. Like I think that they could have Ben Simmons. You know, still. Yeah. You know, but I think if you traded every other player, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that they would be fine. But you know, Philly, Philly, Philly's okay though. They got Tobias Harris. Um, he's played a shit ton better this season. Yeah. And has taken a lot of his, the slander he's gotten personally. Um, As he should, because mm-hmm. yeah, they, like, yeah they've, they've been killing him. I, I, I like Tobias Harris, but like I would tell Tobias Harris in his face, I like you're making. You're making all-star money. You didn't make an all-star. I like, you know, for me, I like you. You get what you negotiate, but I, if it was me, I wouldn't give you over a hundred million dollars. Nah. You're eighty million dollar player to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that he's proving everybody else wrong. You know, for for that matter. But you know, but I like. So since we're talking about the Sixers, I like you know let's talk about their series because you know Joel and B got is like it's hurt again. Right. Uh, I don't think it's serious. I think they're just being cautious because I think that hypothetically, I think the 76ers could beat the Wizards without him. Yeah, because isn't Russ hurt? Yeah. Yeah, he's like I don't know how serious it is. He he might have played in that game. I I didn't I didn't catch that game. I just knew that. Um, I know that they got um, they were they were winning and then they got blown out. Yeah. After Embiid went out. Uh, but, so. I, but I think they're gonna I think they're gonna they're gonna close them out. Like it's the series is three one. I like it took everything Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook and muster up to get that squad there. That squad is still young. They got some decent pieces. I like I don't think that Bertans dude is gonna play. I like he's out. So just like. I like they're just too hurt. Russ isn't gonna be hundred percent. I like they just need to be put out their misery. Yeah. I like you know what I'm saying. So uh as far the Hawks and the Knicks, I like shout out to my man Thomas who went to the playoff game, I think on Sunday. Oh yeah. He didn't get me a Trey Young shirt. He tried to say that, you know what I'm saying, they were sold out, but I call bullshit on that. I still love you, Thomas though. <laughs> so yeah. I like, you know, like it's it's three one. I like and people were asking me, I like how 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 could this be possible? I said because the Hawks have the best player on the floor. The Knicks are a better team, but the Hawks have the best player on the right. Floor. And and it's the thing is when you have two teams that are comparably like middling, the team with the better player wins. Yes, that's just what it is. I like. And, and the other thing too is when you have a team that their best player isn't producing. There you go. Yeah, that's. As straightforward as it fucking gets. I like. I know. I like. And it was. And it's kind of. And it was kind of crazy, just for the mere fact. Like you know, like the Knicks have some guys that have some playoff experience, but at the same time, those guys aren't those guys no more. Like this isn't the Derrick Rose of old, and this isn't the Todd Gibson Gibson of old. You know, what I'm saying not to say like Todd Gibson was like that, but this isn't the same Todd Gibson that was in Chicago. But yeah, but basically, Trey Young is basically just taking over this series. I'm like, and there's nothing. There's basically nothing that uh, that the uh, that the Knicks can do about it. It's nothing. I like you know when Julius Randle needs to play better, but at the same time, this is the first time of him being in the playoffs and like you know him being the guy. It's the first time him being like the guy since like probably Kentucky. So all this all is different from being the guy in college and being the guy like in the NBA. It's much much different circumstances, especially in the playoffs where everything is heightened. 
I like it's, it's a different ball game like you know he didn't he didn't play particularly well but at the same time he did like if they do are to get closed out which I'm hoping that they will all I think Julius Randle will get better from here he will he will oh, do yeah. nothing but get better from this oh yeah I mean that's the, listen this is a big deal to get playoff experience for yeah. him and you know he he got a lot of slander you know the last couple years and he felt disrespected and he clearly went okay I'm gonna uh I'm gonna sit here and I'm going to get better and work on my craft and I'm gonna get a shit ton better. Uh, and the thing the crazy thing that killed me about that that frustrated with, with me is if anybody's ever listened to my show, the arcade's been around me a, a whole lot. I've always said like he always had this shit in him. That's yeah. that's what frustrated me about Julius Randle. Like, you know, what you guys were seeing here, I've always said he had it in him. It just, it just, he didn't, he didn't show it on a consistent basis. I always knew he had this kind of talent. I hated that we had to let him go whenever we got LeBron James. Yeah. Because, like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm not saying, like, you know, he, he, he can be, he can be, he's not. I, I feel like Julius Randle, he's a great player, but I don't think he can be the best player on the championship team. He can be your third best player on the championship squad. Right. You right. know what I'm saying, like, and that is, and that is a huge piece, like, to have on your championship. I like the, for you to have on your squad. So, like, you know, the mere fact that I saw this coming a mile away, it just took a while. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate to sit here and say I, t well, I, I guess I will tell you I told you so, but I'm just happy for him. You know, so out of everybody that we lost, that was the one I was upset that we lost. Like, we lost the most. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Julius Randle. Like I said, man, he he's had a great season, and yeah, his playoffs have been really lackluster. But hey, it is what it is. Trey Young is transcendently talented at scoring the basketball and getting his teammates involved, and that's and they've done a good job of getting his team built around him to hide his deficiencies as yeah. a player. So the Hawks compliment him pretty well. They're a good team, yeah, um, and, and, and they're young, and they're young too. So there you go. Um, they're young, they're long, and they're athletic. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, man, I'm interested to see. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see this Brooklyn Milwaukee series, though, man. Like that's that's got me. Uh, before we get into that, like you know, what I'm saying, shout out to my girl Katrina. I like you know, she's a Boston fan. I don't like Boston, but she's cool. But I'm sorry, your team just didn't have enough, dude. Yeah, no, they just fucking good God. Jason Tatum's supposed to win. A series against Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving by himself. Nah, nah, Chief. It just ain't gonna happen like that. It ain't gonna happen. Not like it would took him literally having like you know the drop fifty just for them to have a chance. Just to, for them to win that one game that they won. Yeah, it so. just it just wasn't a thing. So like you know, shout yeah. out to you. I like you just didn't have enough. So. But back, but you you were saying something about the Brooklyn Milwaukee series. I'm sorry. To so so I'm I'm excited to I'm I'm just excited to watch that. Like that's gonna be fire. Yeah. Like uh, regardless as, of what as, far, as far as the East goes. Yeah. That'll be that'll be your most fun matchup. I feel like this is the NBA. This is the Eastern Conference Finals. This should be the Eastern Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? So that'll be really fun. Um. But, you know, like I said, I, I'm excited for that. And I'm interested to see... Uh, I'm interested to see how the 76ers series plays without Joel Embiid in it. Yeah. You know? Or if he's just... They're just being... 
precautionary. They took him out of this game, and he'll play the next one. Like, I'm interested to see how that'll play out. Because, like I said, really the only interesting bylines are can the 76ers and or the Bucks beat the Nets? Yeah. That's really the only interesting thing that's happening in the East. I like it. I think Milwaukee has a better shot than the, uh, than the Sixers. Yeah, I think they do too. So, uh... Uh, like as far as defensively uh, goes, like you know they'll so they'll give uh, the Brooklyn Nets some problems defensively, but at the same time they're not going to be able to score with them. So eventually, it's one of those guys are like are going to break through, and they're not going to have an answer for it. They already don't have an answer for uh, for Kevin Durant, so that's 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 one. You know what I'm saying? You got to think like Kyrie's going to hit you up for thirty a game. But, but and, the like, well the the problem is though, I would say Drew Holiday will probably be able to. Hinder Kyrie some, yeah. Because Drew Holiday, I, I, I was is... talking about like if they were facing the 76ers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what I was saying. Like you know, Philadelphia would have a hard time trying to. But the only guy that could check Durant on that team would be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. And that's unfortunate because now Ben Simmons can't check James Harden. Yeah. So, but at that point, but so... Danny Green might could. Eh. All right, at that point, like, you know, if I, if I was Doc Rivers, I'm putting Danny Green on Kyrie Irving, and I'm putting a lot, and I'm putting Ben Simmons on, uh, I'm putting Ben Simmons on, uh, Kevin Durant. I, you, as, as crazy as may be, see, may be seen, uh, crazy as may seem, I want James Harden to, to like, to, to see if he can beat me. He hasn't done it yet. Like, the other two are champions. I like, you know what they can do. I like, you know what I'm saying? James Harden has yet to reach, reach an NBA Finals. I like, you know, they're not going to be getting that. He's not going to be getting them ticky-tack, like, you know, free throw calls, like, you know, later on in the playoffs. So, if I'm Doc Rivers, that's the guy I'm focused on. That's the guy that's going to have to uh, bring this home for me. Right. I like it. That's if I'm Doc Rivers. I'm not, but but that's why I'm Michael Hill and he's Doc Rivers because he gets paid the big bucks. But I was just saying, if I was him, that's how I would try to go about doing it. You know what I'm saying? Because they they're going to get there. They're going to get there. They're going to get theirs regardless. But James Harden's the one that I'd be like, all right, I like you know what I'm saying. Let's see if you can get I like the which he can get thirty, but can you elevate and can you? I like can you can you be the one? I like you know what I'm saying the the uh the elevate this team when everybody else is kind of struggling or everybody else is kind of inefficient. That's what I want to see, you know. But all but as far as like you know you was talking about on uh, the side of Milwaukee, I can totally see them having a hard time too because Drew Holiday can check Ch- uh, Kyrie Irving and like and contrary to popular belief, I think James Harden might have a hard time with Chris Middleton because Chris Middleton is long. Oh yeah. Dude, you know, like that, that might pose a little bit of a problem too. Oh yeah, dude, Chris Middleton is yeah, he's a fucking nightmare. That guy is a is a hellscape. He's six foot eight guard. He's a six foot nine guard. Oh wow, he's fucking huge. Um, Chris Middleton is a big son of a bitch. Like that yeah, team's we say that length. Respectfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that team's length is fucking. The the Bucks are fucking huge, man. Like Brooke Lopez down low, six foot eleven. Brooke Lopez is gonna have them in hell. Yeah, because he can be able to space the floor. Yeah, I would say because Brooke Lopez can bang down low and, and space, space the floor. floor. Giannis obviously is just downhill as fuck, um, and then everybody else on the team can shoot. So, like I said, man, that's gonna be funny to watch. Yeah, like that's the only team I can see that can be, that can beat this. Really, squad. I, th- I think it really. I like that. This is this is the Eastern Conference Finals. To me, whoever wins this series is going to the finals. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, no disrespect to Philadelphia, but but this right here is it. Yeah. 
this right here is it. I like, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, no, I can't, I can't see it. I yeah. can't see it, you know? So, oh yeah, I like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we, we didn't say nothing about the, uh, Clippers Mav series. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I realized that a minute ago and I was like, should I bring that up? But, but uh, at the same time, like it's, it's tied. It's tied and fucking Luka Doncic is, Christoph Porzingis has been trash. Um, uh, Luka Doncic got hurt in the last game. So, you know you know how I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for Dirk Nowinski. He's been taking all these pay cuts for all these years just from them to waste it on Christos Porzingis. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bad time. Um, so, uh, Porzingis is seeing it, dude. Because um, he can't stay healthy. That's exactly right. He just can't stay healthy. He's a bum. And he's he doesn't play enough like to beat. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck him. So I want him to be great, and he's not. Which was annoying. crazy because he was better in New York than he was here. Yep. He looked like he was about to be about some shit in New York. Yep. I like this stuff. That's just not it. But yeah, because I like the um uh they ended up uh the tying the series, which is kind of strange for me. The mere fact that you Donga just shooting better from the field than he is from a free throw, and that if there's anything that irritates me is a fucking guard. I like that can't shoot no fucking free throws. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that, honestly. Yeah, like, you got to do better, Luca. Yep. You got to do better. Oh, yeah. So, coming up next, like, it's mail time. Your questions are in. And, like, we're about to answer them. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard on Anchor. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued, well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, <sighs> exactly. No dragons, no mouths, none of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. And how much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God. 
you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. Like it's that time. It's mail time. A chance for us to uh, interact with you guys, with the fans. I like in the listeners. I wouldn't even want to say fans. We're not even, We're not that special. But the people that listen to the show. Uh, if you want to uh, send in your questions, like you can hit me up on uh, Twitter. I'm at HBK underscore Illmatic, all caps. Or you can hit us up on the Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard 808. Or you can uh, hit us up via email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So we got three questions here, and we're going to get into it. First question is from uh, Sean from Pittsburgh. He said, yo, guys, what's up? He said, what do you guys think about the fans attacking players from the stands? Is this getting out of control, and why is this happening? Um, One... Is it getting out of control? Yes, absolutely it is. Um, I love the fact that they charged the guy that threw the fucking water bottle at Kyrie with battery. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, because that could have hit him in his eye. So, I love that shit. Um, Bradley Beal had a great quote on this today. He was sitting there and, um, you know... Um, he was talking about it. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, like... Because... Somebody was like, are you concerned about player safety? And he's like, man, he goes, no. He was like, you know, like, he goes, the thing is, he goes, these people, he goes, I'm not concerned about it for me. He goes, because nobody's going to do that shit to me. Yeah. He goes, like, nobody's going to roll up on me in real life and have an interaction with me. He goes, they do that stuff, he goes, you know, because they think they can get away with it. Yeah. He goes, do I want to see them do more to protect players and, like, make sure there's repercussions for fans like absolutely yeah. he goes but in terms of that he goes they don't do that to you face to face because they know what would happen just yeah. like if you did that to a person another type of person yeah he goes like we we have to protect ourselves and we make a lot of money and we have these jobs and yeah. we have to protect that first and foremost for our family's sake and at the end of it he's like you know he goes i can't really use my hood terminology but uh you know, I got hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, fuck out of here with that. I was like, whenever I see stuff like this, like, you know, it makes me, it, it makes me want, it, it makes me realize why, like, you know what I'm saying, a lot of NBA players don't fuck with fans like that. Exactly. I like, like, it, it, like, you know, maybe yelling racist bullshit at them all the time. I like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I have, like, a different thing about the... I have a different... Uh, the thing. I have a reason why I think it's happening, but you you go... I, so I, like, I have, like, I have a... I have, a, I have like, a... Because, like, I was sitting here thinking about it, and I'm sitting here looking at this, and you gotta think, like, how do we even get here? How do we even get here? I, like, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm thinking about, the, like, the 80s and the 90s. I, like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, it's not where, like, you know, people had courtside seats just like that and i don't remember nobody ever doing that like you know to people like larry bird and magic johnson and like i don't remember people doing that to michael jordan or shaquille o'neal or things like that now stuff wasn't reported on as much back then though to be yeah to but be I, completely fair yeah but i think they would have said something about it though i like you you think somebody's about to spit on shaquille o'neal and him and it not be heard and Maybe. Not, not not be said right right Right, I hear what you're saying, but I just I just wanted to play devil's advocate. Yeah, for a I, I understand that. Like, I understand that, but I also feel like you know, I I feel like as far as like the fans go, and like you know, but this is a whole a no whole new generation. Hell, even in the outside of the malice in the palace, this wasn't even a thing like in the 2000s. Right, you know what I'm saying? So I, I I'm kind of looking at the new school of kids, and I'm playing devil advocate here. 
I feel like well, back in the day, there was like a level of respect because I feel like the players also had a level of respect for the fans. Now, whenever I say that, Vanessa Bryant said that, like, you know, clear as day. Like, you know, whenever she asked why, like, you know, Kobe Bryant wouldn't take a night off. And he said, like, you know, what what about that person that, that's, that saved up money to watch me play? Michael Jordan said the same thing. They were like, why he always plays so hard? And he was like, they all like, there might be a kid out there who are like, you know, who's never seen me play live. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like a lot of the players back then held that to like a certain certain regard. You know what I'm saying? And, and as a fan, you couldn't do nothing but to respect that. Now that we have load management going on and all this other stuff and like and these players willing willing to like you know to sit down and not be hurt it feels like you know you're spitting in the face of the fans and it feels like you don't respect you don't respect the fans that like you know that pay harder money that try to come see you because nba tickets aren't cheap they aren't cheap so like you know saying like you sit here tell me like you know like if, if, if i had a daughter son or daughter whose favorite player was Kawhi leonard like you know and i wasn't a part of the home team they were coming in and like we were like an east coast team and like, and they were coming in for that one time a year, and that motherfucker not hurt. I like, you know, and he just decided he's not gonna play. I would feel some type of way too. It feel like I feel like you know, what I'm saying like with all this load management, like you know, the players don't have any respect for the fans like that. So when return, the fans feel like they shouldn't have respect for the players. I like it's something something totally out there, but it was it's just something that made me think about that because I like that didn't happen. This is like this is starting to become like a thing now. Like that's rampant. The mere fact that we had a couple of instances in like a week that should kind of tell you something. So I think it's a little bit more simple than that. Um, everything you said was very articulate and very well thought out, and I'm very much like I can, I can respect everything you're saying. Um, like I said, you put a lot of thought in that, but I think it's just a lot more simple than that. I think it's just COVID. Like COVID, fans weren't allowed to be around it. So they're acting real extra and reckless. Dude, a dude literally ran out onto the wet ground of the fucking baseball game the other day and, like, slid around on the tarp naked. Like, that's not, like they're just doing... It's not just, ba it's not just basketball. Like, it's baseball, too. Like, these fans are just doing... Like, dude, literally I saw a thing the other day where a Dodgers fan and an Astro fan got into a fucking fist fight in Houston. Like... They're just acting crazier because they've been pent up. And they haven't been allowed to go to games. They haven't been allowed to go. So people forgot how to fucking act for a little bit. Yeah. So I think it's just that, mostly. I, like, I, feel, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, might have been a little bit of that, too. But at the same time, these are fucking adults. Right. I would figure if you're a fucking adult, you know uh, fucking Just because act. you're legally adult doesn't mean mentally you're an adult. Yeah, you, you could be right. So, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know a lot of people, like, because that, that take that you that you had, a lot of people had that take, and I feel like may, maybe it's a little bit deeper than that. And yeah, no, it, and it could be. Like I said, that's very articulate. It's very well thought out. But but I think in its simplest base form, that is the easiest explanation for it. So. Yeah, because I know whenever you sent me that, Sean, I, like, I had to sit back and think about that for a second because I was thinking the same thing you did, but I just had to... because. Cause around this time, like multiple incidents happened, like the Russ incident happened, the Kyrie incident happened, and just like a whole bunch of other stuff. And I just had to sit back and think about this, just for the mere fact, like whenever I was coming up, this wasn't really a thing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it was, and even if it was, it was nipped in the bud. I like no, like nobody was trying to throw shit at Dennis Rodman. That wasn't a thing. 
Oh no, you'd have been in hell. Yeah, like exactly. So it was like you know, and I think like I think there was also like a level of respect here, and like and I feel like these people don't have no respect for these players of respect that that hasn't been that hasn't like and it has to be reciprocated. You know right. what I'm saying? Like like I say, like you know, I feel like whenever Vanessa Bryant and, and said about Kobe and what Jordan said about that, whenever you hear players say that. Like, you know, because I'm a common person. I can't afford to go to games like that. And whenever I hear a player say that, like, it makes me feel good. Like, because I'm not no idiot. If you can't, if, you, if you're hurt, you can't play, you can't play. But if you're physically able to play, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and you, like, and you, and you decide to sit out, even though I spent my hard-earned money to come see you, I'd feel some type of way. Yeah, exactly. I, I would feel some type of way. So I feel like, you know, the guys that are in this low management, like, you know, they don't have no respect for the fans. So in case like, the fans don't have no respect for them. Right. I like, so I, I think, I like, but that's just me looking way too into it and probably giving the fans probably a little bit more credit than they deserve. But me being a fan, and that's how I would look at it. Right. That's how I would look at it. So, uh, second question coming from Damien from New York. Say, yo, fellas, say, how you feel about Le'Veon Bell's comments about him blaming the Jets for his lack of production and him not being signed? That was hilarious. Before you go, let me go. <laughs> Whenever I seen that, it was hilarious. I like, you know, here's, here's what I have to say to Le'Veon Bell. You will never listen to this show, obviously, because you're Le'Veon fucking Bell. Look, bro. I like I appreciate like you know what I'm saying used to sticking it out you know what I'm saying like why you was with the New York Jets we had Adam Gase b- bad coaching we get all that but you got your payday you know what I'm saying you wanted your release because we were a terrible team obviously Joe Douglas granted you that you know mid season now what you went on to do is go to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs so you can go ring chase don't have a problem with that there you couldn't even get on the fucking field. You couldn't get on the field. I like, you know what I'm saying? Not even in the Super Bowl, whatever was getting tasted. They sure could have hell used you in your passing, uh, like in your pass catching skills or your run, uh, running skills because they sure as hell was getting tasted by Tom Brady and the refs. You couldn't get on the field. That's not a New York Jets problem. That's a Le'Veon Bell problem, bro. I like, stop. But like, you, you have to look at yourself. I like, you know what I'm saying? You played for the Kansas City Chiefs. I like, you know, last time you was, last time you was in the NFL. That's not our issue, bro. Go on with that. And the only reason, like, you know, I also heard you say something about, like, you'll sign with a team that, like, you know, whenever you're ready to. Like, no, you'll sign with a team whenever you get a fucking offer to sign an offer with a team when somebody gets hurt. Because if you was that much of a commodity, you would have you know, like, been signed already. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's true, man. I mean, he didn't produce for the Jets. And then, you know, like I said, the Chiefs get him and... He wasn't playing for them either. Um, shit, shit is dumb. Because it's easy to blame the Jets for any for everything, but on the outside looking in, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, man, the Jets suck." It's just, it's their like it's their fault. But me being a Jets fan, no, sir. So it's, it's, it's much more than more than that. I like you know, what I'm saying we deserve a little bit of blame. But at the same time, Joe Douglas granted you your release. You know what I'm saying? He, we could have just had you on the roster and just had you just uh, wasting away. But Joe Douglas gave you re- your release. You got to go wherever you wanted to go. You went to the Kansas City Chiefs thinking you were going to ring chase. You was talking shit. You couldn't get on the field. Now look at you. All like, you know what I'm saying? Still not a Super Bowl champion and you don't even have a squad. That's not a New York Jets problem. That's a Le'Veon Bell problem, sir. Yep. Yep. I mean, can't really say it much better than that, bro. So... Last question comes from Omar from California. It said, 
Fellas, how's it going? So, Mike, I'm a huge Ryan Garcia fan, but after watching Devin uh, Haney defeat uh, Lenaris over the weekend, I might have to concede to the fact that you're right about Devin Haney. Dude is the uh, dude is phenomenal, and he'll pose and he'll pose big problems for Garcia. And you are also right that everybody is ducking this dude. And what do you think about his performance over the weekend? I like, dude. I like that fight against Lenaris was exactly what he needed. I like that. To, to me, I like Lenaris is big time. I like, you know, people who don't watch boxing like that don't know. That dude's legit. Even Devin Haney. I like, here's how you knew the dude was legit. De like, Devin Haney usually doesn't take pictures well, like, with boxers after the fight. But he Devin Haney respected that dude so much. He took a picture with the dude in his locker room after the fight. I like, you know what I'm saying? Devin Haney dominated the fight until, like, the 10th round because Lenaris caught him with, like, a big shot. You know what I'm saying? Late in the fight. But Devin Haney, I like, you know what I'm saying? That, that was a fight that he needed. I like sense to get some, but that was somebody with some credibility to be like, oh, okay. I feel like, you know, yeah, this this kid right here, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate you conceding the fact. I'm like, yeah, I like, I've been saying it. I like everybody's ducking this kid for good reason, for good reason. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised because I knew he was going to win. I just wanted to see how how he was going to do with somebody that was as savvy as, as savvy, savvy in the ring as uh, Lenaris. And, like, you know, he checked out all the boxes. And, and the mere fact, it was good that he got he got that good shot because it showed that he had somewhat of a, 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 it showed that he had a good chin. And, like, you know, and he could, like, you know, be, uh, box his way back out of, out, of, uh, out of it whenever in adversity. So I thought that was a very good fight for him to get under his belt. Like, I'm very proud of him like that was exactly the fight that he needed you know what i'm saying like you know to get some uh, get some kind of eyes on him so like yeah i like because you know like i said Devin haney ain't out here fighting bumps love brian garcia but you know who does he have on his resume that you can be like yo i like you know what i'm saying i like he does brian garcia doesn't have nobody like that on his on his resume so I like, yeah, I like, I've been saying it for for a while. I love me some Ryan Garcia. I told, I told you guys about him, but like Devin Haney and Shakur Stevenson are about to be, like those are about to be the two guys. And Ryan Garcia might be, might be third, so. Yeah, nah, I mean, I didn't catch the fight. Uh, I'm probably going to have to, I'm probably going to have to look up some, some highlight footage of that because, you know, Devin Haney is fucking cool. Yeah. So I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, so, so like, you know. I like. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, I totally had a brain fart. I totally had a brain fart. So, uh, with that being said, like that would be the end of our show. I like AEW is this weekend. Unfortunately, Logan Paul fights Floyd Mayweather this Saturday. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Yeah, Logan Paul fights Floyd Mayweather this Saturday. I like it snuck up on me like you know what I'm saying like a bad itch. You know, so I, I like I was like, wait a minute, that's this weekend? Oh, you don't say. So, yeah, that's happening this weekend. Uh, more basketball. I think the French Open. Or what's going yeah, on this French weekend? Open's going on. Um, playoff hockey is still booming. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I like all that stuff is still booming. So, like I said, I like next week we're gonna be off. Yeah, next week we're gonna be off. So. 
I'll uh, you guys continue to send you send us your questions and all that good stuff. Like you can keep you can follow us on uh you can follow follow us on Twitter. I'm at HBK Illmatic. He is at the Arcade R underscore K Y D E. Uh, you can follow us. I mean, you can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com/scoreboard808. And you can also email us. I like you know at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So with that being said, you like you guys be awesome. You guys be safe out there. You guys be productive and we'll see you back better than ever peace out later guys